This is the EVP Podcast. Welcome back, everybody, to another episode of the EVP Podcast. I'm Ghosty Mick Ghostface, and to my right, I have... I'm Beaker. And I'm DVO. And oh, did I do that wrong? Am I supposed to... I'm Beaker. I don't know. Now you did it wrong. <laughs> Why is everyone going like deep voices? Because I want people to know it's me. I want everyone to know how spooky this is. <laughs> it's Ghosty here. And Ghosty don't play that. All right. We'll see how often I can do my radio voice. Long? Let's <laughs> see how long I can do my radio voice. Not I, hope radio, it's, I hope it's long. It's, they used to call me Long Bob Johnson. Ooh. Sounds like someone with a beard. <laughs> Well, everybody, today we are going to talk about Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Oh, all right. (laughs) Slightly turned on. You should be. (laughs) Can I interrupt first, though? Sure, go ahead. Why? So last week, I like to bring it back every episode, apparently. (laughs) Sure, shit, do. Because something happens interesting. You like to time travel. So we, we talked about the movie Heart and Souls. Again, I hope you guys watched it. Great movie. And you had a week to watch it. <laughs> yeah, a whole week to watch it. Plenty of time. Wait, we're supposed to watch that? <laughs> For enjoyment, yes. And anyway, so I got very curious about the cast of the movie. And I thought, where are they now, right? So I looked it up. And people don't know this, but we record on Sundays. And we record and we publish the episode the next day. Or actually within the hours. Sometimes. Actually, it's within hours. But... We Unless you're watching about, on YouTube, then it's usually the next day or the day after. That's true. But we start like maybe 1130 at night on Sunday. So it's about, you know, one in the morning Monday when we actually publish the episode. <laughs> but I was looking and so we recorded last Sunday, May 23rd. And I was looking at um, one of the actors from the Heart and Souls, which is Charles Grodin. So he's been in multiple movies. You you would recognize him from Midnight Run, The Heartbreak Kid, but probably most no and obviously heart and souls but most notably the father in the beethoven movies with the saint bernard you know from what move 1992 you mean the dog's not called a beethoven no no it's not a beethoven dog (laughs) so the father in that movie josh or yeah charles groden he actually passed away on may 18th so just a few days before we record five days before we recorded the episode and talked about it he actually passed away so i thought that was interesting and i'm blaming you and uh rest in peace Mr. Mr. Grodin. I think I did see something about that in the news, but didn't even... I, I did click. not. I didn't either. I was looking like, wait, May 18th, 2021. That was five days ago. I was like, oh, damn. All right. So I thought that was pretty interesting. I and still so, do want to watch that movie again. I haven't seen it since the 90s. Watch on Beethoven or Heart and Souls? Heart and Souls. <laughs> I could go without watching Beethoven I could again. pass on Beethoven. Yeah. <laughs> I'd like to just leave that It was in interesting the 90s. to watch in the 90s. Yeah. But not, I don't care to watch that again. Heart and Souls, though, still good. Still good. Actually, we actually lost another Utah figure here recently. Mr. Mark Eaton. One of the few people I've come across that makes me look small. That's true, because mm-hmm. how, how tall are you, Beaker? I'm 6'5". And he was 7'4", is that right? 7'4"? Yeah, four? something like he that. He was massive. Yeah, so he's about when I taller. When I met him, I was working at Sports Authority. He came in to return a paintball gun. And I oh, barely, I barely came up to this dude's shoulders. Like he, he had to duck to get into the building. So he was taller than the doors. With you being, how tall again? You said six five. Well, six five. So you're used to looking down at people. Yeah. What's it like to actually look up to someone? So he was the first person that ever made me nervous because um, <laughs> I'd never met someone that tall, that much taller than me. Like 
I had met people that were like, you know, six, 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 seven, only yeah. an inch or two, but he's like damn near a foot taller than me. Wow. And, um, I actually like, I pointed him towards the direction of the paintball guns. And then I went and hid and made the little five foot three cashier help him. <laughs> <laughs> Cause the five foot three person was used to looking up at people. Yeah. You know, she was used to it. So. It's the first time you cowered. You, pretty much. I was like, whoa. If you guys ever meet our friend Oliver, he's seven one. He he's another one that makes me look small. Oh my goodness. The Jays get so tall. The beard. The, 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 the beard? It's, it's the, the beard. <laughs> that's why I can't grow one. Yeah, that's why. Yep. That's it all makes short. sense. Yep. <laughs> I'm gonna stay that way until I can grow a beard. Short? <laughs> yep. Good luck. I'm gonna try. So rest in peace also to uh the great Mark Eaton from the Utah Jazz. R. I. P. Right now we can continue. I... Oh, okay. Back to back into yeah. where we back came to the paranormal from. stuff. <laughs> well, these guys are probably haunting in some places somewhere. Could be a movie set. That's very in, possible. Uh, the Delta Center. We call the Delta Center anymore. Well, it used to be Energy Solutions. What is it now? No, Vivid no, Smart Vivid. Home Arena. It's changed name so many times. It's the Delta Center. It's always going to be the Delta Center. Yeah, yeah, it always will be. <laughs> But the Jazz are doing awesome. I'm gonna I'm gonna try to go to some games. I'm super excited about the playoffs right now, the NBA playoffs. They are pretty damn good right now. Number so, one in the league. So, anyways, <laughs> these guys are not sports guys. Sorry. Anyways, I stopped watching the Jazz back in the '90s when they flopped two years in a row in the finals. Ah, uh, that hurts. Especially when they just revamped that whole Michael Jordan thing on was it ESPN. Netflix. When Michael Jordan was sick, and he was still out there playing with the flu. Now believe it for a second. No, what actually pissed me off about the Jazz is when they traded all my favorite players, which was Shannon Anderson, Howard Isley, and Antoine Carr. Oh yeah, the guys that like guys. basically got him to the finals. They traded all of them, and I'm just like, screw you, I'm done. <laughs> I've watched the Jazz game since. That's I watched. I watched one uh, recently in the playoffs, and it's been the first time in years since I watched the game. I'm like, oh, they made it to the playoffs. Maybe I'll watch. Oh, they're the best team in the in the league. I'm interested. For now. For one for day. Now. One day I'll get back into it. It's all about then. football. Maybe I, one I, day I'll get back into it. Love me some too. foosball. I don't watch football either. <laughs> I do. Because I'm a man. Sports. <laughs> but you're a man. You made you make beef jerky. I made beef jerky. I Let's smoked see, it. Joseph, he hasn't done anything badly in a while. He's low I, on tea. I smoked it. <laughs> <laughs> Just, He's low with testosterone. Until I'll catch up to you guys. I smoked <laughs> One day beef I'll... jerky. He probably smoked something else. Yeah, true. And took testosterone shots. Could have. <laughs> <laughs> All right, the haunted Waverly Hills. Okay, back to reality. Oh, real quick. <laughs> Let's go back somewhere else. Let's go back two weeks ago. <laughs> two weeks Speaking ago, of two weeks so... ago. <laughs> So anyways, what the hell are we talking about here? All right, we're talking about Waverly Hills Sanatorium. Ghosty's been there. I actually have been there. Ge- yes. Beaker, have you been there? No, unfortunately I had to work. Ah. Uh, I really wanted to go. There was some people we know that actually had the whole building to themselves and invited our previous team that we were on to go. Um, and I believe Ghosty was supposed to go to that and missed it. That's Yeah, so, so that was the reason why I ended up just going by myself anyways because I ended up missing out on that. And so I ended up saying, screw it, I'm going to get my own ticket and go by myself. Okay, so did you have to cancel your flight, or you just had to rearrange it? No, I had a buddy pass. That was the stupidest thing ever. Never get a buddy pass. 
That was dumb. Nope. Hated it. I did one buddy pass, and it was actually to go with our family to with San Diego. Getting there was no problem. Coming back home was a big problem. Yeah. And yeah, I'll never do a buddy pass ever again. It's uh, not yep. worth it yeah. for me. It was it was an experience that I thought, oh, this will be cool. I can get a discount by doing this. <laughs> it was not worth the discount. No, it's not totally worth it. not worth it. I probably would have only paid maybe an extra hundred dollars and avoided all that stress and would have made the yeah. flights I was supposed to make. And yeah, I'll never go that route again. Because have you done a buddy pass before? I've never been on a plane. I just you just blew my mind. Welcome to the future. This is 2021. This is what we're going to do from now on. We're going to fly. <laughs> oh, I don't drive places anymore. I mean, maybe two hours I'll go. That, that's about it. Oh, yeah. When I went to Vegas a couple weeks ago or a month ago now, nope. I drove. I fly. One hour flight. I'm not driving six hours, five, six hours. What about if it's over the Bermuda Triangle? Are you going to fly? Ooh. Save that for next week. <laughs> Ooh. I don't know. A sketchy little area. Yeah, I don't know. Triangle. I'll just avoid that whole area. <laughs> <laughs> Whatever. It's no big deal. You really haven't been on a plane? No. Wow. I'm a little blown by that. Why the not? closest I've been to the airport is... Um, Pictures? <laughs> <laughs> dropping people off and picking people up. Oh, my goodness. Why? Just because you're, you're scared? I don't travel. <laughs> well, you need to travel. Like, the farthest I've traveled, so I, I've been to El Paso. Drove. You drove uh, to El Paso? Sure did. Oh. Yeah, well, the... The nice thing is when you drive, if it's close enough to drive, like you've got a car, you don't have to rent a car, you don't have to worry about dry chairs or any of that crap. You just speaking of driving, I'm about to drive cross country tomorrow back to Tampa. Yeah, gonna help a friend move, and that is it's gonna be excruciating. That's gonna be a long. That's gonna be the longest drive of my life, going from Florida to Utah. And yeah, so you're flying down there and then driving back. Uh huh. Okay. So we're not recording next week. No, we are. I'll be <laughs> back. I just, I'm... That's such a long drive. No. no it's like you. a three-day drive. Mm-mm. Two and a half. Yeah, two and a half days it's going to take. I've looked into it before. I had a friend that was uh, living in Florida. He was going to graduate from the Navy. Nope. I don't do that anymore. Well, I'm just going to help. I'm going to help just ride along and keep him company. But... Yeah, that's going to be a long. That's going to be the longest drive of my life. That's crazy. Talk. But maybe I should bring some uh, equipment with me and if I stop in a in a city that seems if I have time for a ghost tour, do it. Yes, take your stuff. Maybe do I it. might stay in some weird ass hotel that has tour. Some, you go. That's what you stop in Louisville, right. which is an hour north of what we're going to be talking about here eventually. Have you like made your plots <laughs> yeah, of where you're no where you're shit, staying? Right? Have you made have you already plotted out where you're staying? I think St. Louis. And yeah, you need to find I think out Denver. Yeah, you need to find out the hundred places in those towns. Maybe I gotta figure. Yeah, I gotta figure this out. I don't know yet. Bobby Mackey's is about an hour north of of Waverly. Yeah, I just don't know if I because driving a U-Haul and pulling a car. I don't know how <laughs> how much I driving around town. I want to do. Yeah, that's true. Hopefully, they got parking for thirty feet of shit. <laughs> <laughs> That's funny. Just go to Walmart. <laughs> so, anyways, Saint Saint uh, Saint what? Saint, Saint Augustine's Chapel. <laughs> Saint Bernard Dog. So Saint Bernard's. <laughs> anyways, Saint Bernard's. <laughs> carry barrels around their necks. See, I, I chose something that's actually a haunted place. You're talking about dogs. <laughs> Louisville, Kentucky. Okay. Louisville, Kentucky. That place was. It was a pretty damn cool town. 
I mean, I went and checked out the the downtown area, did some, you know, some touristy shit. But yeah, all those areas over there, there's a ton of haunted shit out there. Why? Um, that place has been developed longer. You know, there's been more death there. There's older buildings that more spirits have been hanging out at. Mm. And then you got places like the sanatorium that is just haunted as shit. <laughs> Attracts more ghosts. Yeah. It, yeah, that place probably had the most spirits in one place I've ever experienced. Were you like spidey senses going into overload? Yeah, it was. It really <laughs> was. It's like I was seeing visual things. And I don't see things visually as much, really. Okay. And seeing things visually there was pretty trippy. Okay. Interesting. Like seeing the hallways. Because this building has been around, when was it? Yeah, 1803? Why don't you give a little history about it? Yeah, so this place was built in 1803. Am I, am 83. Right? 80, 1883. Well, the, the hospital site oh. was a little bit later. 1883 is when Major Thomas Hayes purchased the land. Okay, 1883, yes. And he built the uh, the one-room schoolhouse for his kids. Yeah, so he built the school for his kids, which later changed into a hospital. Like, Yeah, so um, he hired a teacher. The reason, the, kind of a little bit where the name came from, uh, he hired a teacher. Uh, her name was uh, Lizzie Lee Harris, and she had a set of novels that was her favorite books, and they were called the, the Waverly Novels. So she called the school the Waverly School. Uh, Hayes really liked that name, so he ended up naming his property Waverly Hills or Waverly Hill. And what made them want to change it to a tuberculosis hospital? So uh, I believe the state acquired the property. And it was, oh, it was because tuberculosis, tuberculosis was becoming an epidemic. Yeah, it was. So it was like 1908 is when they started constructing the, uh, I believe it was just a two-floor hospital at the point at that point yeah um, for and, 40 to 50 patients yeah and they opened that on july 26 of 1910 well what happened nearby in ohio there was an outbreak of, of tb tuberculosis and, it was, and they think it was coming from down the river down into into the kentucky area and it started spreading out there and and um so they don't think it the outbreak actually started in ohio is what they were what they were thinking uh-huh um, well, eventually that place ended up turning into getting filled with more than 140 people. And then they ended up having to make a bigger hospital. Expand it, yeah. yeah. Expand um, it upward. Yeah, they just had so many people coming in. They they, uh, they, they ended up room. making their own little city. Well, because once, once, you, once you went in there, you were quarantined. You were, you were, you're there you forever. Yeah, yeah. You're, you're, once you're there, you're not ever going to see. Like, oh, they got TB. Okay, take them to the sanatorium. All right, you're Forever. <laughs> forever. Well, that, was, that was very common for tuberculosis centers uh, throughout the country. Mm-hmm. It's just they, they turned it in their own little city. They had their own post office. Like uh, The patients and the, the, um, the staff actually lived there at the hospital. The staff weren't allowed to leave either. But they had to like, grow their own crops and do their own farming and, yeah. and shit there. I bet, I bet one thing that would have helped them would have been masks. Oh, Only they had masks. Yeah, surgical Jesus masks. Christ. And if they would have doubled up on them, you imagine serious? the lives you saved. Imagine all the lives saved. No, but you know what did help? What? Putting them outside in the sun. For vitamin D. And, fre- and fresh air. Yep. Yeah. That's D. what cures tuberculosis. Not masks. Along with a lot of other we viruses. We should have tried that with COVID. Just so, everyone go outside. So vitamin because D. of that, because of that, there were hallways that were exposed airway hallways. So, like, 
you walk down these hallways, but it was completely open to the outside. Yep. If you, the best time is, I think, early in the morning. Get out in the sun. Great vitamin and D. And that's exactly where they pointed east. So they oh, got the, the sun sunrise. Was, yeah. Uh-huh. And um, there you go. So the way that was, so people could just like walk down the hallways and just kind of be outside. There you go. And Didn't they have like little rooms specifically set up for that too? I think so. They could yeah. just sit there. Well, yeah, that's what I mean. Was... Like, but it's like down long hallways, yeah. and then there were just like open areas that you could just kind of be in and just be outside, and uh, it's almost just like a big balconies and everything. Oh, and don't worry, it didn't matter what time of year it was: summer, winter, spring, fall. You were outside, <laughs> <laughs> um, getting that sun. I heard that they would put electric blankets on them, and the, 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 apparently, there's pictures of people like out in the snow. Wearing these electric blankets so they can get the sun. Because the sun and the fresh air cured tuberculosis. I mean, I could, I've been in those situations where I'm in the sun and outside in the winter. It gets kind of warm sometimes. Ice fishing. Yeah. So, I mean, it's not always that bad when you're just kind of... If, if you've got warm clothes on and stuff, it's not too bad. Well, like I said, they gave them electric blankets. Um, but yeah, those hallways like that uh, are all lit up by the moonlight. So when you're doing the ghost oh, okay. tours there... Uh, you get to see it's pretty bright looking down there just being all lit up by the moon. And that is where I was seeing a shit ton of like shadow people coming back and forth across the hallways. And as you're looking down the hallways, you're seeing these sons of bitches just kind of walking out, coming back or walking all the way across. Uh, They would like peer out, you know, how the damn shadow people are always acting. Like in my, like in my house? Yeah. <laughs> you know, you know, Peeking out of my closet. One of the uh, podcasts that I was listening to uh, this morning, they had the same experience. Uh, is it the Buko Boys podcast? <laughs> <laughs> they, I know they talked about this. <laughs> yeah. They, one of them had a similar experience too. What was his name? Like Dale or something? <laughs> yeah, I think so. so it was uncanny. <laughs> So, I mean, that's, I guess that's a common thing to see the shadow people, the shadow figures, like, popping in and out of the doorway. Well, there's, mm-hmm. there's one that, that's kind of famous called the Creeper. And I think I did see that. If, if that was what it was, that was down the body chute. Because what it was, the, the, the Creeper, is, are they known for, like, oh, just, just getting, like, closer and closer and closer and closer? And the darkness is, like, a big shadow? So, let me tell you what the body chute is first. Okay, the body chute. So, they let have the a body chute. go shoot. down the chute. Like the bodies go down the chute. Something. Yeah, sure. <laughs> so the body chute um, is made for, they, they put this in the back of the building because there were so many deaths happening that it was discouraging for the patients to see all these bodies getting taken away. Okay, now I'll explain it for because when I hear body chute, I'm thinking there's just a big slippy slide of bodies going Sho- right down. Shove them down a, <laughs> yeah. a slide and they just end up in a pile outside. <laughs> yes. That's... It's exactly what happened. Okay. <laughs> I don't think so. No, no it was like a, a long walkway where it was like this uh, catwalk almost. How, was this steep? Because I also yes. envision it very yes. steep. Oh, it was steep. Okay. It was steep. There was. What floor it was, was it on? It, the very bottom. Okay. And then, but it, and then it went outside. It went okay. out the back of the building. Okay. So this long chute was this long catwalk that had kind of long steps on one side and then a, just a smooth ramp on the other side so they could wheel a gurney. So basically one, one person is in the front of the gurney, one person in the back of the gurney holding it, walking down the steps, Probably and just going down the at, chute. Well, to the side of the gurney, holding yeah. it off to the side so they can walk on the steps and the gurney's going down the ramp. Okay. And 
goes to the bottom and they would meet a vehicle there and then load the body up and then take it away and none of the patients had to I see it. I heard that happened like they collected a few before they took off. Probably, yeah, I'm sure they did. I'm sure well, they collected they, yeah. a bunch. Yeah, there's sometimes that they would like store them in their refrigerator. Oh. Um, yeah, they had to take them down the yes, street. Yes, they had mm, so many. The best freshness. They had so many bodies that, yeah, they were storing them in the fridge, in the kitchens and everything. There was bodies piled up in there. And this is all from TB. <clears throat> yes, a lot okay. of tuberculosis going on. So, well, you know, not everybody was dying from tuberculosis. Some of them were dying from the weird ass, like, surgeries. That were, they were dying from consumption. Oh, too much alcohol. <laughs> no, some of the surgeries that they were doing that would, they thought would Experimental. Cure, pretty much. Oh, boy, yeah. Like, collapsing a lung because the theory was, is like, well, tuberculosis needs oxygen to survive, so let's, let's get rid of it. the oxygen. <laughs> And then it will kill the tuberculosis, and then we'll re- reinflate the lung real quick. Makes sense. Um, the some of the people they like remove ribs and and part of their muscles, like they did all sorts of weird experimental surgeries for science. Science. <laughs> a lot, science, of, a lot of people died from the surgeries themselves, and not the actual disease. Gosh. Well, um, they were probably going to die from the disease, probably. But they were probably like, you know what? Just they were probably. It's, tired of the pain or the suffering so they're probably like just try it see what it does yeah probably or they said come in here let me try something on you real quick (laughs) you have no choice i heard they also like they would like cut them open and like shine a uv light on their their lungs and stuff to try to kill the bacteria i never heard of that one interesting wow they did weird shit uh, yeah, that's way nuts. Because it's probably what, early 1900s then at this point, probably. 1920s or Nin- the yeah, 40s? To the- 1926-ish. Okay. Oh, so, so anyways, the body shoot, that's what it was used for. Okay. And during the investigation, going to the body shoot, I'm looking down the body shoot. And what I keep seeing, I don't know if anyone else is seeing this. And how long would you say this is? Huh? The body shoot? Yeah. Maybe a yards. quarter mile. Oh, okay, okay. I'm guessing it could be a little shorter, but I'm guessing maybe a quarter mile. Yeah, this is probably dark. Okay, I got you. Um, so anyways, I keep seeing this thing lift. It's, it looks like a, a body with like a draped cloth over it almost, but all just shadow-like. Hmm. Uh, I see it kind of lift its head up in the middle of this ramp, like down uh, maybe closer to the bottom, maybe a third of the way up the ramp. Okay. And I see it kind of like come up. And then drop down, and I'm looking at it like, did my did I am I seeing this shit or is there like shadows playing tricks yeah. with my eyes? And no one's down there. No, 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 nobody's down there. The can't bottom, get anyone go down there? Yeah, anyone can go down there. Okay. But at the bottom of the ramp, there is a chain link fence. Okay. And then beyond that chain link fence, there was something else with a tarp. The tarp you can kind of see moving around down there. So as you kind of can hear something, hear it flapping, you can kind of see the shadows of it moving. And so you're wondering, am I seeing, is that causing any effect to what I'm seeing in the middle of this ramp? Okay. Um, trying to see different angles or trying to eliminate that out of my view and what I'm seeing on the ramp. I see it again a couple other times. And I'm like, are you guys seeing this shit? And I don't think anyone else is seeing what I'm seeing. Hmm. And are they looking? Yeah, they're all looking okay. and it kind of sounds like they are seeing what I'm seeing, but I'm not sure or not. Well, I see this thing come up again, and it lun- like lunges forward towards us. And I kind of jumped back, and I was about to like take off running. <laughs> but I'm like, no, I'm not going to run. And no one else reacted. Interesting. Nobody else reacted, and I kind of feel dumb. 
because I like, like, you know, you you just made a, a reaction to something that no one else saw yeah. and stuff. So I just I was like, damn, did I just see that? Like, it was tripping me out. Um, but I, I don't know if that was the creeper, but that's right. That's what I saw in the the body shoot. Interesting. Um, but that was that was pretty nuts. Some people went down there. And they brought lights with them as they walked down there. And when they passed that area, I, it kind of lit up. And I saw what was down there. And there was nothing. Just completely empty. So I don't know what could have been coming up and down that I was seeing with my own eyes. But that was pretty nuts. And that was So that was the body shoot on the main floor. Okay. Um, on that main floor, there was, there was a lot going on down there. There was multiple levels on this. I think there was five. Five now, yeah. Five floors. Um, that first floor, I did get a lot of activity when we were doing the investigation. And one of the things I was getting on that main floor was the ghost meter pro, which we've talked about before. And so we're not going to go over how that works again. If you don't know, go back and listen to some episodes. (laughs) (laughs) Um, so anyways, using that device, connected with a spirit and usually when you connect with a spirit it doesn't last that long sometimes it's only a couple questions and it's gone sometimes you do get a full convo but it's gone within maybe five to ten minutes max if you get that much time with it um this thing this spirit that we connected with on this first floor stayed with us for a good 20 to 30 minutes across the whole floor but it would not leave that floor. I was asking if mm. it would leave multiple times. I would ask it if it would come to the second floor, and it always kept saying no. Um, was asking it if it was, and it was a woman spirit we were talking to. Um, but she wouldn't ever say why she couldn't leave. But she just said she couldn't leave. Somebody, some somebody was keeping her there. Anyways, staying with us this entire time, I finally decided to go up the stairs. And the moment I took. I, I probably got to the third or fourth step, lost connection with it. I kept saying, I'm going to go up the stairs now. Can you come with me? I kept saying, no, no, no. Um, I got up, yeah, about the third, fourth step and lost connection with it mm. after having connection for a good 20 to 30 minutes. The longest I've ever had still. Um, besides that, I did f- get, I did feel a sensation where I felt like something grabbed my junk. But oh really? I was not there. Not this time, I know. But it but it felt a way like it was almost grabbed it, like <laughs> off to the side-ish, almost to where it felt like Was there some cuppage? It was or... almost like some grabbed and pulled away from like grabbed and pulled it. Okay, okay. <laughs> but off to the side, it was just Everyone's picturing my junk now, aren't they? <laughs> just the left, just the left side of it. <laughs> so, anyways, um, but it felt it was a, like an uncomfortable feeling, but almost felt like maybe my pants had sh- my my shorts and boxers shifted or something, and I'm like mm. kind of rearranging it. I'm like I didn't think much of it, but I just thought that was awkward. Just kept going on with everything. Yeah. At the end of the investigation, in this area that we were in. Um, this lady's talking about another investigation that had happened prior, you know, before where this older guy kept getting his junk grabbed in that same area. She was talking about the area it was in and just talking about this guy getting his junk grabbed and stuff. And then it just kind of dawned on me. That is the exact same place I was in when I was feeling that had happened. 
Okay. But that so the guy she was talking about said that happened to him like two or three times. I only felt that once, but I don't know if that was what had happened. But it was the exact same place, probably this same spirit doing that. But that was that was a so that all happened on that main floor on the first floor. What is it with you and getting fondled on investigations? <laughs> That's new. I don't know. Because <laughs> like when we were in the cemetery, you totally had your ass grabbed twice. I was in front of him. <laughs> Trying to grinch for the front, but yeah, yes. as he was grabbing the front, I was like, <laughs> I was like three feet away. I was from surprised you. because I'm watching your hands grab my front as my back's getting grabbed. <laughs> I might have that on video somewhere. No, you're taking pictures after the fact oh, because yeah. as a right after I felt that first one, I'm telling you what I felt, and as I'm telling you what I've yeah. just felt, it happened to both cheeks, cheeks, <laughs> and butt cheeks. <laughs> the best cheeks <laughs> but um but yeah since then i've been getting fondled more <laughs> okay um. so here on this floor i was uh getting fondled once again got fondled once again but on the front <laughs> but anyways um that was a pretty cool having that long of a conversation with one spirit on the on the spirit i thought you were gonna say it was pretty cool getting fondled (laughs) it was i was wondering where you're going with it that was pretty cool getting fondled um and then moving on i can't remember what happened if there was anything much on the second floor um i mean every floor had spirits tons of spirits some didn't want to communicate some did um we did come across like on the fourth floor and i believe that is that floor had some weird shit going on. Before we even got to that floor, we kind of bypassed that one first and went to another floor and came back to that one. Um, but when we passed that one, I was looking at a door wondering what the fuck happened there because I could already feel there was a lot of shit going on behind that door. What do you mean by that? Uh, just the energy coming off of that. Okay. I could feel something wasn't right about it and there's just not good stuff in there. Okay. Um, later... In the investigation, we get back to the fourth floor, and then they start the 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 lady that was leading us and then telling us about everything. She had told us about some kids that broke in there. Um, I don't know how many months of years ago that was, um, and these kids that broke in ended up getting on that floor. And when they got to that floor, and that was the only door going in and out of how you can get on in that floor, pretty much. So they get into that, uh, go through that door, and now they're on the fourth floor. The door closes behind them and will not open. They are freaking out. They can't get out of there. Um, they end up getting like a, they find an axe, and they're chopping that door, trying to like chop at the door, but it's a big metal door. So Like the shining? <laughs> they're trying to, but it's a big metal door, so they're yeah. not doing much to it. So they're chopping away at it. They ended up calling authorities, and the cops ended up showing up. Uh, when the cops got there, they opened the door up like it was nothing. Huh. And, I mean, these kids were trying everything, putting everything into it, trying to get out of there. And they were freaked out. Things were happening to them in there, and they were scared shitless. Do you know what kind of things? Uh, I don't. I can't remember what they said, if they said that anything did happen. But they did talk. She was talking about how freaked out they were from it. Um but yeah, the, when the cops did show up, they were able to just open it like as if nothing was locked or anything. How the, how the cops like... know? I said they they called they them called the cops on themselves. themselves. Yeah, because <laughs> they couldn't get out. They were freaking out. They were like, "I'll just take a trespassing ticket. I don't give a shit. <laughs> <laughs> get me out of here." Uh huh. 
You know, there's still like marks on the door and, and, yes, and yes. The, you can see where they were hitting it with the axe? Yeah, so there were still marks on the door on the other side that so they showed us. So did you investigate this room? It was the whole floor. It was just the entrance oh, to the okay. floor. Oh, okay. Oh. That was the so from the stairwell, that was the entrance to get into the fourth floor. So we were going up and down the stairwells from floor to floor and you were just that's how you got up and down. Uh there were some floors that had another set of stairs on um, you know all the way across the the hall or down the down across the floor. But um Oh. Going back to the first floor where the kitchen where they held bodies in the in the fridge. Okay. Um they did ask for volunteers to go in there and like close themselves into that fridge. Did you did you do it? I didn't do it. There was a group of mm. well before I said anything, I was I was all about it. I would have. But um, there was these college kids with me that wanted to stick with me the whole time. Because I was there by myself. And I pulled up, and this group was already there waiting as well. And they are just like, you're by yourself? And they started talking to me. This was their first investigation ever. They've never done an investigation before. They had no equipment to investigate with at all. They were just going to just walk around. Huh. All night long, just walk around. So, anyways, they wanted to be I my buddy. I would not recommend doing that. Right? <laughs> At least take like an audio recorder or something with you. So, they decided to just stick with me and be my buddy uh, and use all my equipment. <laughs> okay. So, um, one of the guys that was in this group decides he wants to go in there. And he goes in there and he gets pretty freaked out. He said he was feeling his arm getting grabbed. Hmm. Uh, apparently, there was kid the spirit kids that like to play in there and mess with people do they know who these kids are i think they do and i can't remember who who they are but uh so this guy ends up going in there and locking himself in that freezer while everyone's kind of quiet and listening and they they tell him hey you know let us know when you're ready to come out and we'll let you out so we're all just kind of sitting there quiet and everything and then starts asking to come out of there when he comes out, he's talking about he's feeling like he's getting grabbed, getting pretty spooked out being in there. In the, fr- in the fridge? In the fridge, yeah. How, how big would, is this fridge? It's a walk-in fridge. Like it's at like a restaurant? A, yeah, just okay. like a normal walk-in fridge from a restaurant. Okay. I want to go to there. Um, There was a lot of crazy shit. There, oh, up on the other levels, I wasn't... So, I mean, I would communicate with some spirits here and there, and I was seeing a lot of shit. One thing I did seem to debunk, though, was the kids that played with the um, the bouncy balls that they would roll around on the floor. Just kind of explain that for the listeners. So they say that you can communicate with these kids because there was areas for kids there. Uh-huh. Um, and these kids, of course, nobody ever left. So Even if they didn't have TB, right? Because if their parents had if it. Their t- if their parents had it, they're there with their parents. Yeah. And... Their parents go, they're pretty much, they're going to live the rest of their lives there as well. Oh, my gosh. And so these kids would be living there, and they would be playing, you know, and there's areas where kids would had play areas. So people would want to try to interact with these spirits of these children, and they'd bring, like, balls and try to roll them around on the floor and get them to interact with them. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm sure some things have been interacted with where if the ball is just sitting there, completely still and then gets like nudged and moved that i could say is paranormal but some people are like rolling a ball and then the ball will come rolling back to them and think that that's pretty paranormal there they're just playing with them. yeah yeah the, the spirit's playing with them um 
just walking in that room, I could tell right away the floor was completely warped. Each, there was like tiles on the floor. Each tile was like, seemed like each tile was like some type of linoleum tile or something. It was oh, all warped. Okay, from like um, weather or yeah, whatever. just okay. completely worn. So I could see how a ball rolling across slowly could twirl in that and then come back. Yeah. Um, and I was doing sense. that. I was kind of rolling things slowly and seeing it like go to one area and then twir- like hit that dip and then move another direction. Yeah, that makes sense. I'm like debunked. Yeah. <laughs> Um, is there spirits there? Hell yeah, there are. Is everyone interacting with them? Not always. So, uh, like I said, I could see if a ball being completely still, getting nudged and moving from a stopped position, that being pretty paranormal. Uh, but the rolling the ball and then having it rolling momentum-wise and still like curving back to you, no, not so much. That makes sense. Um, Was well, there an area of the the building that... You just got this like really like negative feeling. Like there was was there a spot where like no one wanted to go or they would tell you not to go? Hmm. There was hmm. Well the body shoot definitely. And you feel something there. Yeah. Yeah. De- and it, what's weird is nobody like died there per se, but dead bodies were passing through there. I just I, I think it's just because of it being such a dark place that spirits would hang out there and maybe just a way for spirits to come in and out of that building. Um, maybe coming through that entrance way, maybe from the wood, because that goes out to the woods. Why would a spirit, though, want to be in a dark place like that? What's weird is some the way I've kind of heard it from somebody else is that in life you're used to being in a sheltered place. Like your home? Like a home. Okay. Uh, You're used to being somewhere and calling a home and it being like a sheltered area. So in death, um, depending on if your spirits cross over, depending on the kind of spirit that you're being as at the time, I guess, uh, you might want to be in a dark spot where there's not a lot of activity going on or where you can kind of hide. Mm-hmm. I don't. I don't know why it is. But that... I guess a sense of shelter, just it's a sense of surviving. Surviving, you know what I mean? Like yeah. But what's weird? There are spirits that wander, like just wandering. Um, but I think they might just wander into like a building eventually, mm-hmm. <laughs> um, and kind of see because I, you know, especially so like another building housing multiple spirits. Um, other spirits might get attracted to that and want to see what's what's happening up in here. Because also but, another instinctual feeling is also companionship. Right, yeah. Yeah, so shelter, companionship, that kind of makes sense. So it seems like not every spirit that is there at the hospital has, has died there per se, but has been attracted by the spirits hmm. that are already there. Interesting. Well, I mean, spirit, when they die... Um, they don't necessarily haunt where they died or stick around where they died. They could haunt uh, a place that they're familiar with, uh, like Asylum 49, for example. I know that there was a doctor that was bur- died and buried here in Salt Lake, but haunts the hospital there in Tooele. So mm-hmm. it's just a place that was familiar to him. It could have been. And you got to remember, um, it wasn't always just a tuberculosis hospital. It was also... Um, from 1962 to 1981, it was also a geriatric uh, facility where um, basically you drop off grandma or grandpa. It was like a retirement home, more or less. Got it. 
and it ended up shutting down uh, due to reports of neglect. Yeah. So you're not only dealing with these thousands of people that died from tuberculosis, you're also dealing with elderly people that possibly died. Yeah, I'm sure there's a lot of people that died in there during that time, too. Because did they say people they think they died? It's the numbers all over the place. Yeah, um, it's from six to eight thousand. Some say, I think the owners say they've confirmed like eleven thousand. Hmm. Um, some say ten to fifteen thousand, and some say sixty-three to seventy thousand. So, yeah, I'm seeing like over sixty thousand numbers. But that's I, just a lot. That's a lot of deaths for one building. Yeah, even if it was just, and I'm leaning more towards like the six to eight thousand range. Somewhere sure. there, that's still a lot still of people. A lot. Yeah, and there might even be a lot of like John and Jane Doe's that were unaccounted for. Oh, that's yeah, that's true too. That might have yeah, might have never even made it in the books. Well, and then you have the homeless guy that was fell down the other um, elevator shaft with his dog. Oh yeah, I didn't hear about this. What's this story? You you tell that one because I don't remember that one much. I know of it, but I can't remember the story. So, um. I, being that it's out in the middle of nowhere, pretty much, um, as with like most abandoned places, it yeah. kind of becomes a place for squatters. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> and um, the rumor is that this guy was like walking through, and um, he obviously he did fall down the elevator shaft, and so did his dog. Um, Jeez! But someone, one of the podcasts I was listening to, they they said it doesn't make sense that the dog would fall too. Like the guy, yeah, he's walking. Unless he's holding the leash. Unless he's holding the leash. But um, one of the theories is that he was actually pushed. Um, Mm. And that his dog was thrown down behind him. Interesting. And this this, uh, podcaster, they actually said that they heard the dog whimper several times throughout the night. When they were investigating? When they were investigating. So here's the thing. I've heard other things where people talk about, oh, they can smell breakfast, like cooking in the morning. Oh, the fresh bread. Yeah, they can smell these things. Um, So this hospital is, was in the middle of nowhere. Not so much anymore. Kind of built near it now. There's things, there's homes actually along the path going up to the hospital now. Oh, so as you're driving, there's a it's a creepy little path that goes to the hospital. Driving through that at night, it's creepy as shit. <laughs> um, in the because you went there like at midnight, right? Yeah, it's it's late. We go there after it's already dark. Okay. Um, and so you're driving up that little. It's just it's all wooded. It's a wooded area, and it's just like complete. It almost at night it looks like it's just like thick trees. It's almost like hill on one side and like thick trees on another. Um, looks like lights in between some of the trees as you drive up in the light you can see the lights what those lights are they're homes Mm -hmm. so there's homes along that coming up to the hospital so what do people do in the morning they cook breakfast in their homes Uh so people investigating the hospital saying that oh it smells like someone's cooking breakfast yeah at their house right there (laughs) Okay. Yeah, okay. but let's, let's say you're smelling that like at midnight, one o'clock in the morning. No, they say they smell that like in the like when they're leaving. Yeah, when they're leaving. The when they're leaving. Okay. Yeah. That's or just... like, or like, yeah, they'll say they smell like all oh, they're they're cooking breakfast and still like the the spirits are cooking breakfast. <laughs> yeah, I, I heard the in the kitchen they said that they would smell like freshly baked bread, but that makes total sense. Like you said. There's with all the houses right there. Right there. So if but it would be a little at... bit different. Like if it, it, When they say that they're smelling it on the way out, 
Yeah, I would stick. I would go with what you're saying. And but if you're like smelling at like one o'clock in the morning, that's when I would be like, okay, what's really going on? Is someone really up bread. somebody baking yeah, bread at up. one in the morning? I, I mean, I would, but <laughs> not um, bread. I'd be baking something else. Yourself, brownies. <laughs> but the uh, chicken, the dog, like the dog whimpering, like you were saying. I could hear, I could see that being a dog at one of these houses. Yeah, that makes sense. Um, I would debunk a lot of that just based off being that there's contaminated noises and smells coming from these yeah. other okay. places close. I also by. can imagine this being kind of secluded, but it's it's not then. Okay. It's yeah. So it used to be out in the middle of nowhere. Got it. It has since grown in areas and things are all around. Guess you're not so worried about TB anymore. Right? I guess. Yeah, uh, that, that's not a thing no more. Nope. I mean, that's kind of how I pictured, like, the Winchester house, just out in the middle of nowhere, uh-huh. but it's right in the middle of the busy city. Like, there's roads that go right next to it and everything. Like, well, same with, like, the, uh, next to it. the uh, gosh, the ruins. Oh, God, I can't think which ones. But uh, the one where they're, they're, you know, they're... Stonehenge? Stonehenge, yeah. One where there's, there's two slabs and one on top. Yeah. Stonehenge. Yeah, Stonehenge. yeah, I guess there's a freeway that just runs right near it. Yeah. But I guess, you know, it's... You you think it's secluded, but there's a freeway right along the side of it. <coughs> or the pyramids. The pyramids, you think you're out in the middle of the desert, nowhere. No, there's a big city right next to the pyramids. Yeah. <laughs> that's, uh, that's interesting. So, yeah, this used to be out in the middle of nowhere, but, yeah, not so much. Um, so, I could see a lot of things being debunked, but there is still a shit ton of ghosts there. Like, you... You don't need to say all these, I don't know. Some people, like, reach too far for things. And that's just one of those things that just seemed, yeah. You don't need, yeah, it's yeah, just they, too they, much. They want the paranormal to happen. Yes. Just like I saw, like, some people that are new into it, they, every, they take tons of pictures. And every picture that has some type of dust specks is like, okay. Orbs. what are these, guys? This is only in this, this one picture. And it's like, it's a ton of dust. <laughs> Especially an old building like that, yeah, you're gonna get a lot of dust. Oh, and uh, one thing that they didn't like doing for us to do was take uh, flash photography. Um, they were worried about—I don't know what they were worried about with the flash photography—but they're like, you get better pictures in the dark if you take better, like, dark pictures and then try to zoom in on things and you can see things more in the dark. No, you don't see shit in the dark. It's, it's pitch black, black. Yeah. and so your pictures are just pitch black. Yeah, it's stupid. <laughs> Um, that just seems retarded. Yeah, so I took a few pictures with Flash, um, but one of the, one you know something that uh, my friend or our friend Jimmy taught me was um, when you're doing uh, recording on your phone, um, have the flashlight on, so it's yeah. it, you have a constant source of light, and then you can take stills in the video. And that way you're not worried about mm, okay, uh, light okay. reflecting off of things because it's already there in the... Right. You know, it's not your flash is like... You know, Double like the, flash, but it does that... Yeah, bang, bang. Or it's not like, you know, reflecting off of stuff because it's already lit up. Right. And so you're just taking a picture. It actually works pretty well doing it that way. Yeah. I, I would like to do Waverly Hills again and just rent the whole place out. That'd be fun. That'd be fine. So now, another another thing, and maybe it's also the creeper, but they see like this shadow person, like crawling on the walls, crawling on the ceiling. Yeah, that's supposed to be the creeper. Okay, that's like going across the ceiling and stuff. Yeah, I didn't see anything on the ceiling. Everything I saw was on the floor. Well, yeah, you saw down the chute. Mm-hmm. I mean, that makes sense. It's probably 
you know, it's not going to stay in one place or one floor or one hallway the whole time. And it could be multiple things. It couldn't be just one. Oh, yeah, it could be multiple too. the same thing. Because um, people claim room five hundred two is really haunted. I think that's the one where the lady hung herself, right? Yeah, and then there was another one that apparently committed suicide by jumping out the window. Right. Yeah. Um, the one that hung herself, I guess her name is Mary, and there was a rumor that I don't know if they've been able to confirm this or not, but Mary apparently was having an affair with one of the doctors, right? Got pregnant. Oh yeah, and there was some sort of like botched abortion, and they hung her to cover up that they killed her during the abortion. Right. They said, yeah, they try to cover it up with a suicide. But I, I want to say the spirit that we were talking to on the first floor was her. Why? Just a feeling you get? Yeah. Okay. It's possible. And, and why? And why do you think she couldn't move up to the second floor? It sounded like she was being like there was something on the first floor that was really negative that held that kept was in charge. Maybe the creeper. Well, and that would make sense Could to me when when you're saying that the Ghost Meter Pro went for like what a half hour straight, twenty without... to thirty minutes. So, in my experience with the Ghost Meter Pro, the only time I've got it to stay lit that long is when I'm talking to a negative entity. Or there's one nearby feeding it the energy. Because like a normal human spirit usually doesn't have the energy to hold it that long. Oh, interesting. Right. Yeah, because usually you get a few questions and it's gone. Yeah. And then it comes back again. You get a few questions and it's gone again. So like I can remember one time specifically. Actually, the investigation we talked about a couple of weeks ago where I said I had a beer before I went. Yeah. Uh-huh. Um, that house was actually the first time. That I saw the Ghost Meter Pro. It was a good half hour, 40 minutes, something like that. But okay. it just stayed connected. And I think we ended up just turning it off. But it was, I mean, um, I think this is going to be the first bell use of this episode. But I ended up uh, Marco Poloing Brandy. Um, <laughs> the, the bell is in action. <laughs> uh, to ask her uh, if what was in the, in the house. So I just, Marco Polo kind of walked around. And she was actually able to confirm that there was a negative entity in the home. Uh, so, like I said, my experience, that that particular device, it only stays that lit up if you're talking to something of a more negative nature, usually inhuman. Just clarify, because you're not walking around going, Marco, and Brandy's saying Polo, right? Oh, no, no, no. <laughs> so, yeah, Marco Polo is an app, kind of, I guess, like, it's, it's like a video walkie-talkie, I guess. Okay. If that makes sense. Like, you just take video and it sends it to the other person. They watch it and then they can respond. It's like Snapchat, but without the stories. Mm-hmm. I've, I've never used Snapchat, so sure. It's kind of like that. Yeah, it's like Snapchat without the stories. <laughs> you know, the, the, the creeper that you think you saw down the chute, did you get any vibes from it? Like negative, positive? Yeah, I didn't like it. Okay. Like, it didn't seem friendly at all i guess darting at you wasn't very nice yeah that was very cool of it right <laughs> yeah <laughs> lunging at you um like Did it you was it was peas while you were there i wasn't recording oh okay um but the way it was moving it seemed to try to intimidate so uh how close was it when, when, like, how close did it end getting? You said about a third way down the chute when you saw it. Yeah. Like, how close did it get? It was about maybe halfway. Oh, okay. About halfway at that, like, because like I would see it come up and down, uh-huh. and it seemed like it made it to about halfway up the chute when it seemed to lunge forward. 
and I like shoot back because I feel like this thing's going to start coming at us. Uh-huh. And, you know, of course, I, I freak out for a quick second and like nothing happens. I'm like, I feel like an idiot for a <laughs> quick sec. And then nobody saw that. OK. <laughs> hmm. um, what else was going on there? Anything we haven't touched on that's like like a common story of the sanatorium? Little Timmy. That's the ball, right? I think that has to do with the rolling the ball. ball. Yeah. And that's what, yeah, I wasn't a fan of that whole thing. If anything, like I said, it needed to be stationary. I I remember trying to do that where I would leave it alone and ask it to do something. Was the whole floor in that room just terrible? Um, where the, that room, yeah, uh, there was a lot of other places that had floor like that where, yeah, it was all warped and shit, mm. just really weathered. Okay. So I did hear, I don't know how much into this it's actually going through, but I did hear that somebody was going to start turning this into a bed, like a bed and breakfast. Yeah. Like, so what is it now? It's just still like abandoned, abandoned but, uh, there's like a gift shop in there. And okay, <laughs> they have um, because it, it is a historical site. Is it a haunted house during the holidays? Yes. Or so Christ- during Halloween? Halloween, it is a haunted house, okay. and it's huge during that time. Tons I, of people coming yeah. in there. Um, they do have a whole section where they leave the props up on that main level, and okay. on that level where they have some of the props, um, they don't normally let the tour go through some of that. Uh, the tour guide was liked us a lot so they she let us just so go people back don't there. steal it or damage this i think so okay. i think just they don't want people doing dumb stuff um but there was some so we started getting some activity back in those areas because it seemed like those areas were left alone more uh so they um, kind of go kind of migrate over there yeah so we were getting some cool uh interactions and some of that i don't remember exactly the interactions we were getting because it seemed like forever ago now it seemed like so long ago um but that was, let's see, that it was towards the end of the tour where she let us go back in that whole area and start investigating all that. We ended up investigating all night until the sun came up. Oh, wow. Those are some of the funnest investigations I've been on. And uh, then that's, yeah, that's when I realized how close some of these houses were to this place. Got it. And that's when I was like, hmm, I could see how I could smell breakfast. <laughs> that makes sense. Was it as creepy going down as it was coming up? No. Uh, once the sun was like lighting uh, things up, uh, wasn't as spooky. No. Did it change the like the feeling of the whole venue, or just kind of like the drive? Just the drive. Okay. The venue itself is still like leaving that. You just looking back at it, you just know how many spirits are still just hanging out there. That's it. that's crazy. All right. Well, kind of sad. Um, I think I'll just I'll quit my job so I have some free time, and then we'll all go out to uh, Kentucky. Here we go. We'll hit up Waverly, and then drive like an hour north, and hit up Bobby Mackey's. I would like to go to Bobby Mackey's too. It doesn't look like there's a lot to investigate there, though, huh? It's just like a little bar. It's just yeah, it's just a bar, like a big wide open bar, and then like a little crawl space area. Where's the well? Isn't there the crawl space area? Okay. Hmm. Like under the building, right? I think so. I don't know. I haven't actually been there, but I do know that our our friends over at the Bear River Paranormal have been there. Um, They have not talked about it yet on their podcast, but I'm kind of waiting for that one because I want to hear what they. How long ago did they go there? Uh, I think it was just 
not last year, but I think the the year before. So I think the same time you went. Oh, so wow. the, um, 2019, somewhere in there. Because obviously no one was like going to investigate right. and stuff last year during COVID. No, so I think it was 2019. The coolest thing about, besides Waverly Hills going out there, it was the Kentucky Derby weekend. The 45th anniversary, or 45th annual Kentucky Derby. That was dope as shit. <laughs> That'd be cool. I ended up going to it because I was there. <laughs> Coincidentally, right? Yeah. I had no idea what was going on. I just, like, on the plane, I'm seeing everybody with these, their the luggage they were carrying were for their stupid ass hats. These yeah. Women these stupid hats. <laughs> <laughs> and... Uh, and then I get off the plane, and there was like big bands playing in the airport. The banjos? Uh, I don't know why I pictured banjos, banjos, but no, they're like right. playing music and like doing their shit. And then uh, there were like replica horses, big horses with stuff on it around, draped around its neck, like statues Flowers. you could take pictures of. And then it all started dawning on me, like how close is it to the Kentucky Derby? And they're like, it's this weekend. I'm like, oh, shit. <laughs> I'm going to watch some horses run. It was pretty cool, though. I did check it out. It was pretty dope. Nice. Um, we cover everything? Yeah, yeah everything from, from my own personal experience. Okay. I mean, went over some basic history and then talked about me and my shit. <laughs> the best. Well, that's the, the more interesting all. part, though. I mean, yeah, we can talk about the history, but... It's it's more fun to hear personal experiences. I think so. Yeah. And I think I should go investigate some more shit while I'm on this little tour of the country. Yeah, <laughs> you got a two we're, and a half day drive. We're like two weeks away here from the, the barbecue. Benson Grist Mill. Benson Grist Mill. Oh, and speaking of Benson Grist Mill, I'll probably talk about this when we talk about it. That was another place that I had an experience with the ghost meter with a long talk okay with somebody Is that all a, right the, the barn it, um outside the barn but it was well in the other building next to the barn it was i'll talk about it all then okay. but, um yeah that was another cool experience where i i actually did a cool test with the ghost meter pro to test the legitness of it mm-hmm. and it was spot on so that's what made me realize you know when it's not giving right answers it's just the spirits being dicks <laughs> okay <laughs> But you know what? Ghosty don't play that. Not at all. Peace out, butterflies. Adios, amigos.